Why is recorded in front of a live studio audience. What is the secret to good air hockey? I'm not telling because then I'll be give away my secret. Right. But is it is it the angles? It's got to be the angles, right? And it's like aggression and speed. It's actually speed. Like your two favorite things, right? Right. <laughs> yes, it sport. is. Yes. Um, it, hand-eye coordination? No, hell no. It's nothing to do with that. No. Okay. Just yeah. speed. Throw it. Throw it yes. at the other person enough. And, yes. Okay. And like that, just keep like, just no mercy. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like don't even pause for a second. Right. I feel like I don't have to ask this, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the right phrase is. Uh, smack, trash talk. Do you, uh, do you kind of uh, try to embarrass and shame the, the other player? No, I actually don't. I just concentrate. Okay. There was a time my cousin Adam and I, we were at Pinball mm-hmm. Pete's in, I can't remember if we were in East Lansing or Ann Arbor. There's one in each town. And we got into this like major air hockey battle that went on for so long mm-hmm. that my cousin and my brother were just standing around like, what is happening? And it went on for so long that the owner came out and finally said, whoever wins this game, like whoever finally scores the next point, we're going to say is the winner and I'm giving you a t-shirt. Like they couldn't believe how long it went on. Hmm. Was there like all those people surrounded you like they are in, in films and like the casinos and, and like it was a slow stuff? night. So there were only a few people there. But okay. So it's not it's, like there were people waving money and there were chickens flying around and stuff. No, it wasn't am I, over the top. Am I, yeah. Am I misunderstanding what an arcade in Michigan looks like? Is I mean, it was a long time ago. This is why with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. It's it was so well done and so nice. And of all the people they got, they got the exact right one. Yes. And Sheila E was fascinating, and yes. like the way she was like, yeah, they just wanted me for Prince. But even still, she was cool. Like she wasn't bitter. She was just kind of like, mm, I'm not cool with that. But she still was like, I was probably yeah. so amazing. Yeah, I think she kind of had has had like enough time still, to like. She still got make peace it. With it. Yeah, make and peace with it, and then right. But that was great. Uh, and Quincy and his whole like those white boys are pretty good. Yeah. That was awesome. And like Stop. in the ways like apart from the whole let's sing part of this in Swahili is this actually Swahili thing Stevie Wonder was it Stevie Wonder who was yeah, pushing it it was it was like this is so awkward and uncomfortable and taking over the situation and then you flash ahead to Dylan's stuff and he's so even, awesome and he's so nervous and Stevie Wonder's like come over here we'll figure this yes. out yes and then the one time Bob looks like happy to be there where he was like i can't believe that just happened yes like he got to sit there and sing along with stevie wonder yes and it's so cool because you see all of these people like bob like everybody who are like these greatest voices of the time and i mean just and all of them at their various moments are having these like freak outs for various reasons of mm-hmm. like i don't know like i don't know about like i don't know can i do this i don't know is that gonna be okay and even when like Huey's like, you know, we, we haven't rehearsed our parts yet. Do you think we can rehearse our parts yet? And Michael Jackson's like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Let's do that. Let's see if we can do that. You know? And I mean, it's just like, 
it's like stars they're just like us but in yeah, that the, moment yes that the whole and they got it on camera too which was great the whole uh paul simon and kenny rogers as oh. they're sitting there going like no wait you take this part yes and he's not saying you really want me to sing the low part that doesn't right. make any but clearly that's what he was saying and right. he's not known for being the most easygoing laid-back guy in the world no captain he, he, wanted, just, he went he for a walk oh i was gonna say he got a great. huge treat he's oh. just being an ass okay he's he's the diva of the room Gotcha. Um, yeah, it just made me so happy. And Harry Belafani and then like Stevie and Mm -hmm. Ray, and I just Yeah. I don't know. It just made me happy. And then even just the fashion Mm -hmm. and the Kenny Roger driving up in his laser. I just and Michael Jackson. It just made me happy because it was like the sweet spot. It just was like the sweet time of Michael Jackson when he's there rehearsing and they're all at the AMAs and he's singing and I'm like Yeah. It's just that was that was the time. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't look weird or there's no, again, the like mm-hmm. divaness of it all. It's not present yet or right. in that way. And Lionel's stories at his house. Like, oh my God, I, I want to call him Lionel. I do too. <laughs> yeah. So bad. So bad. And what's the whole thing? The dog and the bird are fighting. Oh my god, the, the minor dog bird can't and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Captain. Like Captain and I, if this is we're reenacting the scene exactly. right now. It's it was and the, really, and really the good. Snake, and we're like ruining it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but we're not because it's so good and there's so much to it and so much to see. Mm-hmm. Like in the background, just the interactions and the hair. The hair game alone. Yeah. How did you get into this? Was this something that was happening somewhere in the world? Or were you like, I bet this corgi can go faster than that one? Well, my husband and I had always talked about wanting to do corgi racing because we actually do another festival event called Corgi Beach Day. And we had been doing that since 2012. So Corgi National started in 2018. And of course, everybody knows about the wiener dog races. Um, they, those have been going on for years. So it wasn't That's an amateur original. event. Let's be honest here. I mean, yes. <laughs> but, you know, um, so it wasn't our idea. It was our idea with Corgis. But we had just never been able to find a great location. And somebody connected us with Santa Anita Racetrack, which is a super, if you guys are familiar with horse racing, that's like the granddaddy of all racetracks. It's like the Disneyland of racetracks. So yeah, it's right up against the mountains, just outside Pasadena. The grounds are great. The staff is great. So it was just, it was perfect. And um, we had our meeting with them and then we were off to the races, so to speak. So, you know, we, we got started with Corgi Nationals. So how did you convince the greatest racetrack that Corgis needed said racetrack to be their own? Well, they were into the idea. They didn't know how to to start a race. And we already kind of had that network in place with all of our followers. We had a a big Corgi community out here in California. So um, we knew it would bring people. We just needed that location. So they were excited to to partner with us. And we already had experience doing events. So it was it was uh, took a lot off their plates, too. So do they race the actual track? Are they on the infield? And do you have just very small boxes that the corgis go into before the bell? Yeah. So we're on the infield most of the day. We do 10 heats with 10 dogs. And we have our own racing boxes. 
that we built. So they're all <laughs> corgified. We actually built one because we used to do um, handicap corgi races too, because there's a lot of corgis that have genetic issues and they go into a wheelchair mm-hmm. sometimes later in life. So we even have one stall that's built for a wheelchair if needed. So um, yeah, my husband built the track, built the um, boxes and um, we do most of the racing in the infield and then the semifinals and the finals moved, moved to the main horse track um, at the end of the day. So that's pretty exciting. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Now, I have more more experience with cats than dogs. How the hell do you get a corgi to go in a straight line towards a finish line? You know, Is that a possible? Can you do that? It does. You know, there are some corgis that are really fast. There are some corgis that just don't want to be bothered with it. And they'll, <laughs> they won't even go or they'll just walk out and they'll want to get petted or they'll look for, you know, they'll just lay down, you know. The the best race I think of the day we do a senior race. It's only open to ages eight or ten and up. And the seniors don't want to do anything. You open, <laughs> you open the gate and they're just like, "What are you gonna do? Are you gonna give me a treat? What do you want me to do? You want me to run 150 <laughs> feet?" So that's the funniest. That makes a lot of people laugh because they they just they're not into it. But there's some you- out there that are very very talented and they they train for it and they're super fast. So there's a few out there. How do you determine the age groups? Are you checking ID? What's that to keep it legal and fair? We're just taking people at their word, hoping, you know. All right, well, good luck to you. Yeah. Now, do you, um, they're running, you said 50 feet? They run a hundred and about 130-ish feet, so. Okay. 130, 150 feet, yeah. How and what many is, uh, corgis per heat? Ted. 10 per heat, 10. and then the okay. top two finishers move to the semifinals. So then there's 20 corgis in the semifinals, and we do two races of 10. And then the top five from the semifinals race go to the finals. So there's 10 corgis in the finals, and then one winner. And then what does the champion receive? Well, the number one thing they receive is bragging rights, because it's very top-tier experience to be the number one corgi in yes. the racing no, world. Corgis love insulting other dogs. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right now, a lot of people, they want to steal the trophy from Emmett, the corgi, who is the number one top guy. He finishes first place most races we've had. Um, but yeah, the winners, they get the full-on um, racing uh can't think of the word it's the the bouquet yes okay mm-hmm. they get the wreath bouquet they get um, bragging rights they get a giant trophy and they get a lot of attention that's so, love. yeah well and emmett clearly has figured out how to get that get a lot of attention yes how many is he rating champion has he 
done back to back? Is he sort of the Dallas Cowboys or doing the Patriots of Corgi racing? <laughs> oh no, mine was just growling when he heard Emmett's name, and he's not even a Corgi. So. <laughs> Chappy, come here. He saw a cat go by the window. Hey, just one second. Chappy. Fair. You guys a little glimpse of him too. <laughs> oh hi, Chappy. Oh, okay, there we go. Is he uh, is he race worthy? He actually does race, but as an employee, he's he's not qualified to race of in but, but we do other things. We've done a lot of racing at um, halftime shows for the NFL, and we always mm-hmm. bring Chappy because we we don't bring him to Corgi Nationals. And he's pretty fast. He finished third place once. He it was pretty good. But Emmett's usually at that race, so he has no chance. Yeah, what's the their relationship like, Chappie and, and Emmett? Cordial you know, or Chappie really doesn't like any other dogs, unfortunately. So no. he's just a house corgi. He's our house corgi. He loves people, hates dogs. Mm-hmm. So we try not to get him riled up too much. So, so how many years has Emmett been in the game? So let's see. We started in 2018, and then we had to take a few years off for COVID, I think. So we do Corgi Nationals twice a year. I think Emmett has won four times now. Sure. And our first winner was Roy. Um, then that was Emmett for a streak. And then we had Archie win once. And then Emmett, I think, took the trophy back from him. So Emmett's the reigning champion right now. The very prestigious names. Very, very official. <laughs> so, Not Roy, but Roy? <laughs> Roy is very much so. Royston, something like that is more of well, maybe you know, Roy is short. It's that, very, that's true. It's okay. Real. All right, I'll, R-O-I, I'll stop. So I guess it's a fancy. Oh, okay. You didn't say that. That is wah. That is king in French, my friend. That is some fine <laughs> no, French corgi over there. <laughs> so, in addition to the races, what else are fans up to while they're while they're taking it all in? So, the infield area is a giant festival zone, so we treat it as such. We do. Um, we have about thirty pet vendors there, so a lot of them are corgi themed and corgi related. We have corgi nationals merchandise T-shirts, so people can go shopping and visit the different brands that are there. We also have food trucks. We're going to have 10 food trucks this time. And um, we tried to do a foam party last um, Corgi Nationals. That didn't work out very well. That's it's a good idea, but uh, a lot of Corgis got lost ah. in the foam and then there was kids That's missing it. in with it. So oh, no. I don't know if we'll be doing that again, but um, Santa Anita in the summertime too, they have a carnival that's there. So they have Ferris wheels and all kinds of rides. Um bounty houses for the kids so it's there's something for everybody there's there's alcohol too if you want to have some drinks um and of course you can bet on the horses too so lots of activity well to that end can you bet on the court keys not officially but i know people <laughs> do do it behind the the scenes such mm. <laughs> thing yeah uh, <laughs> is there a dress code or is it a hat kind of celebration what's going on as far as that goes the decor and the uh you know there's no Wardrobe. dress code for the humans. Um, a lot of people do dress their dogs up. Um, of course, we give everybody a jersey to race in, a colored jersey with a number on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
everybody's a lot of people wear corgi gear, corgi t-shirts, past event t-shirts from corgi nationals and things like that. But come as you are and have fun. All right. Does Roy or say Emmett, do they get the same number every time? Is there a plan once they retire for some sort of retirement <laughs> ceremony? No, I'm sure. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure for Emmett there will be because Emmett um, Emmett actually won an award through the city of Los Angeles. They asked him to come to the city. Um, I think the city commissioner invited okay. Emmett and his family, wow. and they gave him a scroll that was all you know formally written, and he got a, an award from the city. So he's got that. He has all of his trophies. They have a room at their house with just one giant wall of corgi trophies and awards. And very seriously, we love it. Yeah, Emmett's got to be insufferable between the (laughs) city stuff. (laughs) He's a good boy. He's a good boy. (laughs) Can anyone enter the races? Uh, Do you need to prep beforehand? Can you just show up with a corgi? So it's, it, we used to have it where people just go online and sign up in a frenzy, but there's so much demand for the corgis to race now. So we had to do a lotto system. So we have signups ahead of time. People sign up, they're a corgi. They were only allowed one entry. And then we draw the corgis, a hundred random corgis um, to race. So this time we had about 840 entries and a oh, wow. hundred, hundred people chosen out of that. So. It was so, a disappointing day for many. Yeah. So, so if you corgis. if you place, are you automatically given your entry? Like, do you automatically get in the next year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and the winner comes back the next year to keep defending their title. Gotcha. Yeah. That's how Emmett keeps his place. So obviously you as a corgi owner have some experience. Do you do training or is it just? throw caution to the wind and let's see what happens on any given Sunday. Some people just bring and race and they don't do any prep whatsoever. Um, and they finish or they don't, but a lot of people do training. They take their dog to the park. They, you know, do whatever treats. Weights. Do they do weights? (laughs) Weights. No, (laughs) just very small weights. Weights on their, on their, on their, their On their legs, yeah. Oh, right? well, no, but again, not heavy, just uh, some resistance. But but then when you, it's like the same thing with baseball. When you take the little heavy weight thing off the bat, when you go up, suddenly it's like, oh wait, I can do this. I'm so That's much lighter. True. That's true. Little ballabangles so, on their little ankles. Yeah, I just, I hope Emmett's not listening for your sake, frankly. <laughs> um, it's gonna up his game. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The water water work it's is going to go show there. up with like a whole uh, sponsorship deal. Little, like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. With little ankle weights, little puppy ankle weights. Ugh. And this, I mean, you said there's 800 corgis applying, but this thing, I mean, like you said, it's bigger than just the races. You were on ESPN this past year, correct? That was actually uh, another race. Strike the question. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're gonna edit that one out. <laughs> they're de- they're dead to me. Um, yeah. So, uh, but th- this is like a whole day thing that people are are coming for. Yeah, all day. Correct. Ten a.m. to ends about four p.m. So, and you can bring your corgi if your corgi didn't make it in the race. Corgis are welcome, so people do bring their dogs. And 
Um, the infield area is a big giant grassy area. We have a jumbotron out there. So it's kind of like a Jimmy Buffett concert. You know, people bring their, their blankets and their wagons and they um, lay out on the grass and it gets pretty tight. So people are, you know, very communal and um, hanging out with their dogs on the grass. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's like a, it's like a day at a, at a park at a, at a concert where it's just lawn seating. It's kind of like the same thing. And only corgis are allowed as spectator puppies. Only corgis or corgi mixes. And that's, um, that's Santa Anita's rules. You know, they just that's want fair. to it's keep a, it. It's a corgi event. Corgi related. Yeah. But that's at our tough. other event, Corgi Beach Day, any dog is welcome. We call them honorary corgis for the day. That's super cute. Corgi Beach Day sounds amazing too. I want to go to Corgi. So are the other events, Beach Day, racing. Yeah. So what we, else is on a Corgi calendar? Uh, we have a lot. Um, so the major events are Corgi Nationals, which is winter and summer. And then we also do an event called Corgi Beach Day. That was our first original event that we started in 2012. And that happens twice a year. Also, it's spring and fall. And that's at Huntington Dog Beach. And wow. that event's huge. It, it, it grew really fast and we had no plans to we had no plans to even turn it into a big event at the time we had a dog that had gone through a corgi mr pickles he had gone through a bunch of surgeries on his leg and he finally healed after about a year so we said let's just have a little gathering and we'll invite people from facebook it was a long time ago 12 years ago now and 15 people showed up. And then um, three months later, we did it again. And 100 people showed up. And every time we did it, it just kept multiplying. And now it's a full-on festival, just like that with vendors and food trucks and contests. And it's a, it draws in about ten to 12,000 people per event. So oh. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I just, what is, oh, you, go ahead. No, you go. What is it about corgis? I think they're like big dogs in little bodies. <laughs> they're smart. They're trainable. Um, they're cute. That's they are so cute. I always loved them just because they're short little legs. <laughs> but they're all they're all different, you know. Just like at any dog, they all have different personalities. But um, they're very smart. That's that's what I like. They're active, and our chappy is just a little cuddler. He's so cute. But when you started this all these years ago. Mr. Pickles, 15 other dogs, a day at the beach celebrating this sort of great recovery and just having a nice fun time. You obviously, or I think obviously, never assumed, oh, we can just grow this into this, you know, full day event. And how often do you sort of stop and take that step back and look at everything and go, huh, racing corgis, that was it. That's the thing. <laughs> well, I, you know, we do me, it's me and my husband that run the operation and we've got some really great volunteers that help us the day of, but you know, 95% of it is us. So it's, um, it's been a ride. We really love the Corgi community. They're so supportive. And I know everybody probably says that about their dog breed, but they're just really connected <laughs> people. You know, they, they help each other when we're down or, you know, somebody needs help. And um, we've had people, you know, get married that met through Corgi Beach Day. It's just, it's wow. a really great community. So we're happy that we can, I think the best thing about it is um, we give people the opportunity to make memories with their dogs and their family. 
because a lot of a lot you know we've been doing this for like 12 years so a lot of the dogs have died along the way including Mr. Pickles so mm-hmm. um it's when we get people that reach out to us that are happy that they got to you know have these fun experiences with their dog that's that's really what makes it great for us and why we why we keep doing it Winter Corgi Nationals was yesterday, so you missed that. Uh, but for more information about Spring 2024 Corgi Beach Day, which is being held April 6th of this year, check out their website, SoCalCorgiBeachDay.com. You can also find them on Facebook, or that Facebook.com slash SoCalCorgiBeachDay. Why the Podcast is produced by the Professional Production Company. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we're shallow and need constant validation. For more information, you can check out our website, whythepodcast.com. And like everyone else, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was recorded and produced by Heidi Hedquist and myself from our world headquarters located on the second floor of the professional office building, centrally located downtown. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sauvé and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?